Hunter Biden's laptop is a treasure trove of incriminating information. It's filled with evidence of his illicit schemes to profit off his famous father's position of power in government by selling access and influence to foreign businesses. And it also implicates Joe Biden, a.k.a. the big guy, as a financial beneficiary. But Hunter's laptop also reveals that Joe Biden is guilty of doing pretty much the same thing that Hillary Clinton did when she was Secretary of State, using an unsecured personal email account to send protected government information to his son. Clinton should have been prosecuted for a myriad of felonies in 2016 for the mishandling of classified documents and information. But she escaped criminal charges thanks to the handiwork of then-FBI Director James Comey, who was determined to protect Clinton as he simultaneously launched his phony collusion case against Donald Trump that became known infamously as the Russia hoax. It turns out that when Joe Biden was Obama's vice president, he was passing along government information on a private email account to Hunter Biden in violation of federal regulations reminiscent of Hillary's email scandal. The Obama administration found out about it at the time, but they kept the matter under wraps until now. In our podcast, The Brief, we'll talk with John Solomon of Just the News, who discovered the Biden emails contained on Hunter's laptop that was seized by the FBI. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times bestselling author, this is The Brief with Greg Jarrett. By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new MySlippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. It's designed to wear indoors, outdoors, all day long, made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new MySlippers. The my slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family. I love mine. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square and use promo code GREG, G-R-E-G-G. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, and MyPillow Towel Sets, or just call one 800 5448939 and use promo code GREGG. Hello everyone and welcome to the brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Hillary Clinton should be behind bars for using a clandestine server to handle all of her electronic communications as Secretary of State. She egregiously compromised national security by transferring and disseminating thousands of classified and top-secret documents on an unauthorized, unprotected private email account. What we didn't know until now is that Joe Biden was also using a personal email account to pass along to his son Hunter Biden government information, sensitive Government information. 
that the then vice president obtained during the course and scope of his work in the same Obama administration. These emails from dad are contained on Hunter's seized laptop that is supposedly the focus of a federal tax investigation by the U.S. attorney in Delaware and the FBI. They should also be looking at money laundering, FARA violations, fraud, influence peddling, and other corruption statutes. Joining us now is John Solomon, Chief Executive Officer and Editor-in-Chief of Just the News, who broke the story of Joe Biden's use of a private email account. John, thanks for being with us. Without compromising any sources, how did you come across these Biden emails on a private account? And what type of government information was Joe Biden sending to his son? Yeah, no, it's really fascinating. So when the laptop first appeared last year, it was in political hands in the middle of the campaign. And so we waited to after the election to see if we could obtain an exact copy of the hard drive as it was turned over to the FBI in December of 2019. So there was a Delaware shop owner. He got this uh, laptop. He uh, turned it over to the FBI when he saw what he thought was evidence of criminality on it. Uh, I have a version of that laptop hard drive that's frozen in time as it was turned over on the morning that the FBI took it uh, with a grand jury subpoena. So we waited to make sure that we could get a, a version of the hard drive that had good chain of custody. We knew where it came from. And then we did months of authentication and work on it, uh, going out to people saying, hey, is this your email? Yeah, I wrote that email. I have a copy of that. Uh, going out and checking the facts and the time frame to make sure that everything on the hard drive looked to be real because people were claiming all these crazy things. It was Russian disinformation that's been dispelled. We even went out and hired uh, the the FBI's premier signature expert, the guy who used to catch Soviet spies by matching um, uh, signatures on documents. And he, right. uh, he looked at the, the receipt that was signed the day the laptop was turned over to Delaware shop, uh, went and got Hunter Biden's uh, signatures on his license and on his social security card and other public documents and came back and said, John, 100% Hunter Biden signed that receipt. There's not any doubt in my mind he's the guy that gave the laptop. After we did all that due diligence work, then we began to go through the different emails on the drive and authenticate them one by one. And so eventually we started to see in, in a, a very specific folder, Hunter Biden kind of moved these into a unique folder, an, e an email account called Robinware456 uh, at gmail.com. And when we started to see the word love dad or signed dad, we started to wonder, is this Joe Biden's account? So we started to call around. I interviewed some former Obama administration officials and they said, yep, Joe Biden did have that account. I might have used it once or twice. Uh, and so we authenticated that was Joe Biden's account. And then we did the rest of the report and broke the story. What you see in the most important email we find, there's only about two or three dozen uh, Robinware emails on the, the laptop, but the most important one is the transmission of very sensitive information from our U.S. Embassy in Turkey, not classified, but sensitive, that in the, the late 2014, there was an American that was being held prisoner wrongly in Turkey, and uh, Joe Biden's team gets a briefing. So it goes from the U.S. Embassy in Istanbul to Washington headquarters of the State Department. Washington headquarters sends it to the official uh, team, the national security team for Joe Biden at the White House. And then somebody on that team then moves it into his private email account and then Joe Biden forwards that email to his son, basically giving his son access to a very confidential uh, discussion that the U.S. State Department was having about this case. That's the sort of thing that Hillary Clinton did. Now, in fairness, 
not classified. None of the right. documents I saw said classified, but it is government information. It is something that was beneficial to Hunter Biden, and it blows away their story that they never really, you know, Hunter Biden never asked for any favors and never got anything from his dad. Once again, we see another example of that in this transmission. You know, it, it's a violation of federal regulations to use a private, unauthorized email account for government business uh, if you don't keep a copy record on the government account, government server, um, what do you know about that? Did they do that? Did Joe Biden do that? We have been reporting on this for a couple of days now, and the National Archives are kind of doing the rope-a-dope, the old Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope. We haven't been able to get right. a good answer yet. We're trying. Uh, it looks, uh, we have now put a FOIA into the National Archives saying we'd like to have examples of every time uh, Hunter uh, or, or Joe Biden's email account was forwarded to his government account and see if any of these emails show up there. If not, that could very well be a violation of the Federal Records Act, but going to do the work. Uh, the Biden White House has been remarkably mum on this. Uh, but, you know, you see some real government business passing through these email accounts. There's another episode where Hunter Biden wants to get a friend or somebody into a detailee's job at the Treasury Department. Nice to have friends at the Treasury Department when you're doing international business like Hunter Biden. And he sends it to his dad's account saying, I'd like to get this guy in. And his father writes back, call me ASAP, clearly engaging on the concept. That's federal business. That guy may or may not have been able to get the detailee. The Treasury Department hasn't responded whether he got a job. But, uh, you know, you're seeing evidence of real government business occurring on this private email account. The National Archives, it may take us a while, but we'll get an answer whether Joe Biden complied with the law or not. So it's altogether possible on this Robinware 456 at gmail.com, Joe Biden's private account, that he may have been communicating with others, not uh, his, just his son, and it's altogether possible that he might have done exactly the same thing Hillary Clinton did, which is transmit classified, top-secret information on that private account, which would obviously be a violation of the Espionage Act. It would be a felony. It would be, it would be a crime. So wouldn't it be important um, for uh, somebody to take a look at that particular Robinware account that Joe Biden was operating. Absolutely. If you remember, when I did the very first stories about the Hillary Clinton email account back in the summer of 2015, when I was at the Washington Times, the first stories didn't have anything to do with classified information. We just knew there was a, a private email account that had some government information in it. It took a while for us to understand that it was not only not classified information, but highly classified information. I have talked to former Obama administration officials, people that worked with Joe Biden during the Obama years. And they acknowledged to me, yeah, I sent some things to that email account. I don't remember what it is, but I remember using it from time to time. Joe Biden liked to use it on his iPad. And so occasionally if he was on the weekends or I thought he was using his iPad, I might've sent him something. So there are people telling us that the account was used much more than these 25, 30 emails we see on the laptop. And I think we're at the beginning of a long process to find out how Joe Biden used that and whether he complied with the law. He may very well have. He should be given the benefit of the doubt. Not that Donald Trump did during his presidency, but we should get that done and then we'll get the facts. But the National Archives will be the first place we can start, even as we continue to report out with other Obama era officials. Well, it, it strikes me that it would be the jurisdiction of the FBI and the Department of Justice to take a look at all of Joe Biden's emails on this private email account on Robinware. Um, but, you know, I'm not confident that with Joe Biden in the White House, Merrick Garland as attorney general, 
uh, and Christopher Ray as FBI director, that there would be any willingness or incentive for them to actually do their job fairly. Yeah. The FBI took a pass at looking at Governor Whitmer's nursing home policy and the potential consequences that it might have had on people dying in nursing homes. This Justice Department has dropped a lot of things. It really hasn't done much on the Hunter Biden case that we can see visibly. Let's think about this. Three months ago, I put out an email in which Hunter Biden is told by his own lawyers, his own account and his own business executives, you didn't pay taxes on your Burisma money in Ukraine. A clear violation of federal law. It's a year or two after he was the taxes were owed. You, there's been no action by the FBI that we can see other than Hunter Biden saying I'm under investigation. So, you know, people are going to look at that FBI and that Justice Department with great suspicion. Here's something that has surprised me. When the Hillary Clinton stuff first surfaced in 2015, some members of Congress that cared about oversight immediately wrote letters and began an inquiry process. And that's really what led us to the discovery of the classified information on the laptop. There's been very little effort by Republicans all through this process, with the exception of Ron Johnson and a little bit of Chuck Cassidy, to dig into these issues and find out. The Republicans are ceding their oversight authority. They're almost like they're bored with things Joe Biden. You think about what the Democrats did in the minority. In 2017, they created the fake Russia collusion story using their uh, oversight powers. Republicans seem very tepid and weak in going after and doing real oversight. These are questions the American people deserve an answer to. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about the Hunter Biden laptop itself. Hunter Biden has said uh, various things about it. Initially, he said, oh, gee, you know, I don't remember dropping it off at the Delaware repair shop. And then... He said this under questioning with a reporter. Take a listen. You make just one reference to it at the book. Yeah. Is that laptop yours? Uh, it's, it, you don't need the laptop. You got a book. <laughs> you got the book. It's all in the book. And I don't know. I, I truly. The, you don't know. The serious answer is that I truly do not know the answer to that. Did you leave a, a laptop with a repairman not in Wilmington? Not, not that you remember. No. No. But whether or not um, somebody has my laptop, whether or not uh, it was my, uh, my was hacked, whether or not there exists a laptop at all, I truly don't know. Are you missing a laptop? Not that I know of, but, you know, <laughs> you read the book and you'll realize that I wasn't keeping uh, tabs on possessions very well for about a four year period of time. Yeah, you know, I read the book and, and he skates over the laptop. Uh, you know, the book was another con, you know, buy my book and you'll find out about everything, including the laptop. And of course, you find out nothing about the laptop in, in the book. Um, but again, you talk with a retired FBI counterintelligence agent, uh, longtime experience in, in signature analysis. He told you without a doubt, this is, is Hunter Biden's laptop uh, in terms of dropping it off his signature. It's his and so forth. Hunter Biden has tried to dismiss the criminal investigation by the FBI as nothing more than a minor tax matter that can be easily cleared up. You don't buy that, do you? No, listen, what I hear and what I see in the document, you can see now why John Paul McIsaac, when you read the laptop, uh, and I've read 81,000 emails on this laptop, many more to go, but I've gone through 81,000 emails and you get a great sense of what Hunter Biden was up to. This was an influence peddling scandal. 
everywhere Hunter Biden was going, he was trying to trade off his father's name, his access. He goes to a state dinner that his father arranged for him. He meets a brand new ambassador that France has sent to the United States. And like a week later, he's calling the ambassador saying, hey, I got a business deal. Can you help me out? He was trying to trade on his name. He was trying to make money in every way possible and almost always overseas, not in America, but almost always overseas. And if you're one of our allies and you see this son of a senior government official in America doing this, you're wondering to yourself, does his dad know about this? This is embarrassing to us. Um, one of the ambassadors kind of fluffed him off and said, you know, I got de- deputy dogs to deal with this. Don't bother, don't bother with me on this. And he, he schluffed him off politely on, you know, some low ranking people. But it had to be an embarrassment if you were one of the American allies getting shaken down by uh, Hunter Biden and his team. We know from our reporting from the federal law enforcement sources we've talked to, that they're looking at more than the tax issue. They're also looking at the possibility that Foreign Agent Registration Act violations occurred. We know that Blue Star, according to Politico, is now under investigation for that. And we can see why in the emails, because in the emails, uh, Hunter Biden is giving clear instructions to Blue Star on how they're going to try to influence the U.S. government and make the corruption allegations against that Ukrainian energy company go away before Joe Biden leaves office in 2016. Uh, there's lots of contacts that I learned from the FOIA lawsuits I filed at the State Department, the U.S. Embassy. It looks like lobbying. It smells like lobbying. I think the feds think it was lobbying, and there doesn't appear to be a, uh, a FARA registration filed. So they're looking at some issues related to Hunter Biden that are identical to the ones that ultimately brought Paul Manafort down in the in the Russia case. If I recall correctly, there are some emails in which Hunter Biden is scheming with somebody else uh, to figure out ways to avoid having to register under FARA. Yes, uh, yeah. that's a so, separate firm. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. his own firm. So, Think about something that Hunter Biden did. If he did it in America, the SEC would be all over him. He gets on the board of Burisma and within a couple of days after getting on the board and having a fiduciary responsibility to the Burisma company, he self-deals. He gives himself a $250,000 retainer that he sends to the Boy Schiller law firm where he's a partner. And then for six months, Boy Schiller is doing the work. They don't do a very good job. And that's how Blue Star ultimately gets hired uh, because uh, the Boy Schiller didn't deliver what Burisma hoped they could deliver. Deliver. But Hunter Biden gets that 250000 on top of his board fees and he routes it through his law firm. And then there are discussions in those emails about, hey, we're going to try to work around this and not have to file under fair because we don't want anyone knowing what we're doing. That's the sort of stuff Hunter Biden and the people around him were doing every day while Joe Biden was in the was in the vice presidency. I mean, the, the FBI, in addition to tax fraud, should be looking at money laundering, fair violations, influence petting peddling. There are a variety of anti-corruption statutes that just on its face seem obvious that that Hunter Biden has arguably violated. And yet we're seeing no activity from uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Yeah, I've picked up a little bit, but very little compared to John Durham, where I've seen signs all over the city of of a grand jury activity. I've picked up a little bit, a couple of witnesses here and there, but it seems to be a very sleeping, plotting investigation that doesn't seem to be in any hurry to bring accountability to Hunter Biden. It's very scary. And, you know, beyond the legal and criminal and uh, uh, issues that it arises, 
Just think of the portrait that we have given the world of our country. Joe Biden and his family are for sale. And Hunter Biden is the door by which you pay money if you want to get favors from the Biden administration. That is the message that's all throughout these emails. Uh, the the day that uh, Hunter Biden lands on the board at Burisma, there's this great anecdote. His dad, they time it so that his dad is going to one of the first trips to Ukraine after he's given the Ukraine portfolio. It's right after the Russian invasion of Crimea. So it's a very sensitive time in U.S.-Ukraine relations. And um, Joe Biden is going to give a speech and he calls for uh, Ukraine to start building its own natural gas industry, not rely on Russia anymore, which, by the way, is exactly where Hunter Biden's new company is, gas. And he writes in the email back to his colleagues, make sure you talk to Burisma. We get credit for that line in the speech, meaning I asked my dad to put that line in the speech. That is what was going on every day. They're selling off government, and you can understand why now the guy with the bow tie at the impeachment proceedings, who, by the way, didn't get asked during the proceedings, but during the Ron Johnson investigation, this guy, George Kent, said, listen, I got to be honest with you. What Joe Biden, Hunter Biden did in Ukraine created a conflict of interest, and that conflict of interest undercut America's ability to fight corruption in Ukraine. That is the consequence of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's behavior, and they don't own it. They pretend like everything is fine. It wasn't fine. Even the people working for Joe Biden saw it for what it was. Yeah, I mean, it is a crime for a government official, a vice president, for example, to confer a benefit uh, on a foreign government exchange for something of value to himself or to an immediate relative, i.e. a son, uh, you know, I mean, that smoking gun email seems to prove the case. But Joe Biden continues, John, to insist that he knew nothing of Hunter Biden's overseas business investments. Take a listen to this. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business Yes, I stand by that statement. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because that company wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? I call BS on all of those statements uh, by Joe Biden. What's your reaction? You're right. Well, listen, Hunter Biden undercuts his own father's story. Hunter Biden says, I did have a conversation with him once. Amos Hotchstein, one of Joe Biden's most trusted energy advisors, said, I talked to the president about what his son was doing in Ukraine. George Kent approached the guy we just talked about, the State Department. He approached the vice president's office saying, I want to raise this issue of a conflict of interest. They said, we don't want to hear about it. The entire time before Joe Biden goes to Ukraine in December 15, they know a New York Times story is about to come out saying this is creating issues. Hunter Biden's work in Ukraine is creating issues for the corruption fight. And there's a lot of discussions in the vice president's office. He's clearly in the loop knowing what's going on with his son. There's nothing that Joe Biden has said about Hunter Biden, Ukraine, that has turned out to be accurate. He's impugned me and many other people. He They impugned uh, they impugned John Paul McIsaac, the Delaware shop owner, when they said, oh, it might have been a hacked uh, laptop, when in fact, it's Hunter Biden's own 
signature. They are willing to smear people, roll over people, and lie to hide what is really one of the most outrageous influence peddling operations I've seen in my 25, 30 years in, in Washington. And, and it wasn't just the millions of dollars that Hunter Biden pocketed uh, by Ukraine at the same time his father uh, was essentially in charge of Ukrainian uh, policy for the United States. But the, the goose that really was laying golden eggs was China. And to- Tony Bobolinsky uh, was recruited by Hunter Biden to be the CEO of this big business venture with China uh, and Hunter Biden that was expected in that billions of dollars, billions with a capital B, in Chinese contracts. And Bobolinsky is the guy who blew the whistle on Joe and Hunter Biden. Here's what Bobolinsky had to say. Biden said that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. Tell us more, John. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, Hunter Biden went on Air Force Two with his father to China to score that uh, large investment fund. Joe Biden is uh, met with the Chinese business partner of Hunter Biden on that trip. If that's not trading on a name, I don't know what is. But listen, we don't even need to make an assumption about that. Hunter Biden said in a television interview a couple of years ago, yeah, most of the things that came my way came my way because of my last name. By definition, that is trading on your name, making money off your name. Anyway, these comments that Joe Biden have have made are just laughable because the facts are so clear. A lot of times there's ambiguity in cases like this. Influence flooding is implied. There's nothing implied here. Everything is sitting in plain. The only reason Joe Biden gets away with this is because most of the folks in the media have gotten scared away from the story and they won't do their job and look at the actual facts. The facts are damning. The storyline we were giving during impeachment is completely debunked. The real storyline is Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had an influence peddling operation. And and Joe Biden knew about it, even if he didn't participate in it overtly, with the exception of meeting with some people. He knew about it. His staff warned him about it. Uh, the State Department was complaining about it. He had an obligation to do the right thing as, a, as one of the top American officials, and he chose not to do it. I'm talking with John Solomon of Just the News, who has broken a lot of these stories related to the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, influence peddling schemes by Hunter Biden involving China, Ukraine. And John, in one of your recent stories, you wrote the following. I'll quote this. The laptop contents show Hunter Biden received some assistance from his father and aides on his Ukrainian and Chinese business deals while... Joe Biden was vice president and intimated on more than one occasions that he gave money from his deals to his father. End of quote. 
Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's a fun one. There's two different uh, dynamics going in. They're both very important. Let me give you an example of how Hunter Biden and his team around him got benefits from the Biden administration. We already know that from the photos that Joe Biden met with a Mexican business partner from Pemex, a uh, member of the Burisma senior management team from Ukraine, and with the uh, guy who was starting the Chinese investment fund with his son. The photos show that. And, and in two of those cases, the men have confirmed it. So that's an example that's, you know, if you, you, before you do a business deal, you, you check out, make sure the father knows. That's a way a father can help a son close a foreign business deal. In December of 2015, Joe Biden's going to take a very critical trip to Ukraine. It's the trip that the Ukrainian prosecutors say they first heard that uh, Joe Biden wanted the prosecutor investigating his son to be fired. Two or three days before Joe Biden goes wheels up to Kiev, there is a meeting at the White House, a a briefing about what's about to happen on this trip. And Blue Star Strategies, the law firm, lobbying firm, consulting firm, whatever you want to call it, that's working with Hunter Biden to clean up Burisma's reputations. They are in that meeting. They get a private briefing and then they distribute it. We can't see that document. It's an attachment that can't be opened. And Ron Johnson's committee was not given that document by Blue Star, but That is an irrefutable event that happened. It's captured in time in emails. That is a sort of inside access that benefits them. So that that shows you how a couple examples of how they got benefit. Now let's go to the the issue of the the external look of what this looks like when you're when you're on the outside and you're seeing these extraordinary moments. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden are talking uh, back and forth about business here and there. And then Hunter Biden is writing his sister and other family members saying, I give my money to dad. You don't have to do that. I've had to give up to 50% of it. I think he makes in one claim. There's another set of documents where he's talking about 10% is set aside for the big guy. The code word we now know is used for him. Hunter Biden intimated regularly to his family. I can't imagine he would lie to his family about this, about Joe Biden sort of having a secret interest. Now, in fairness, we've not found that money flow. We should give the president the benefit of the doubt until we find it. But his own son made these comments, and no one in the Republican Congress had the courage to subpoena Hunter Biden when they had their subpoena power and force him to answer these questions under oath to get an answer. If he was funneling this foreign money to his father in any capacity, it would be one of the biggest scandals ever to strike the White House. And yet Republicans in Congress didn't do that. They gave Hunter Biden a sympathy pass, and we don't know the answer to it as a result. You know, all they had to do was subpoena him and, and confront him with, with some of these communications with family members in which he claims he's giving half his money to his dad. Now, I, Hunter Biden would probably say, gosh, you know, uh, I was so uh, riddled with drugs that, that I was on a binge. I don't remember that. You know, that would be his, he'd dummy up. That's he would. what Hunter Biden would do. I'll tell you, Greg, here's something interesting. You know, when you read 81,000 emails from someone, you get to feel like you know them a little bit. Right. Um, Hunter Biden was much more competent than he makes himself look at. He was much more engaged, much more strategic about how he was cashing in on his father's name. He knew the second he went to that state to dinner, I got to call that ambassador a week later. He was very calculating. And while he uses cocaine to excuse all his bad behavior, like losing a handgun near a school and these other things, the truth of the matter was he was read in. He's actually very engaged. He knew what he was doing. Listen, they write him at some point and say, you haven't paid your taxes. Two years after the fact, 
he's in the know that what he's doing is wrong, and yet he keeps on. He has a sort of elitist immunity to any criticism. He's going to do what he wants when he wants it. But he, when you read these emails, you get a sense of a guy that really knew what he was doing. You know, I wrote a column recently, and I, I started off by saying in the pantheon of scammers, swindlers, and scoundrels, Hunter Biden's a rock star, a grifter extraordinaire, a shameless hustler. That was such a fun column. established a lucrative career running a myriad of cons and capers. And, you know, John, I mean, Hunter Biden is a notorious con artist. Is it any wonder that his latest con is his pretense that he's an artist? Yeah, he's an artist. He's a con artist, but he's selling his neophyte paintings. He He just took it up for up to a half a million bucks per canvas. It's ludicrous, of course. And, you know, you can look at his artwork, if you call it that, uh, online. Uh, my sister who teaches uh, kindergartners said, yeah, it looks like refrigerator art that came from a <laughs> painting class, yeah. you know. It, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, uh, who, who is an extraordinary apologist, uh, said this. Take a listen. Hunter Biden's artwork. Mm-hmm. Did the White House play any role in crafting the sales agreement with the New York Gallery um, to protect the uh, the purchasers or the ultimate purchasers' identity? Well, I-, I can tell you that after careful consideration, a system has been established that allows for Hunter Biden to work in his profession within reasonable safeguards. Uh, of course, he has the right to pursue an artistic career, just like any child of a president has the right to pursue a career. Uh, but all interactions regarding the selling of art and the setting of prices uh, will be handled by a professional gallerist adhering to the highest industry standards. And any offer out of the normal course would be rejected out of hand. And the gallerist will not share information about buyers or prospective buyers, including their identities with Hunter Biden or the administration, which provides quite a level of protection and transparency. Now, uh, it turns out that that's all just a lie and a scam. You know, Jen Psaki said the gallerist will not share information about buyers or prospective buyers. Well, guess what? We've just learned in the last couple of days that Hunter Biden is going to meet one-on-one, face-to-face with prospective buyers at shows that are carrying his artwork in New York and Los Angeles. So he is going to meet prospective buyers. So there is no safeguard. There's no, quote-unquote, level of protection, as Jen Psaki alleged. It's a blind trust with no blindness. I mean, it's just silly. I mean, Jen, I don't know how she could sit up there and, and say those things without cracking up and laughing. Some lawyer clearly wrote that for her because that, that's not the way normal people talk. It was a, uh, a a double dodge to try to make it sound like they had done something remarkable. Listen, the Obama administration's former ethics advisor has flagged this art thing as the perfect backdoor for another form of corruption in the Biden family. That's the guy that used to work with Joe Biden and Barack Obama in the White House advising him on ethics. He sees it for what it is. This White House can put whatever Broadway show they want at the podium. You can't hide what's going on here. It's another backdoor way for a hapless son of a president to make quick cash on something that he's probably not good at. Hey, listen, I don't know much about art. I have no artistic skills myself, so I don't know what uh, an artist considers good or not, but I I can smell a funny ethics deal a mile away, and this one smells to the high heavens. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
on a personal, I've been painting landscapes for about 10 years. I'm not very good, but I enjoy it. I love doing it. Uh, It's an escape for me. I'd be lucky probably to sell one of my canvases for 50 bucks, maybe a (laughs) hundred bucks. And that that would be only because people are being generous and and kind to me, Uh, you know. Uh, My my wife tends to hide most of my canvases, uh, which I framed in the basement, Um, so that that nobody sees them they're that bad uh but again i like it and so the the notion that a guy just suddenly and magically takes up art and is selling it for half a million bucks and not uh doing something like engaging in in the selling of uh influence and access to his president father is just i mean it's beyond the pale i i want to end this conversation with um i i remember vividly a right after the presidential election uh in november that hunter biden gave an interview and in a moment of uncommon candor by hunter biden uh you know who's a prolific con artist and liar he basically said he was so relieved that his father was elected president um, because if his father had lost, Hunter Biden feared prosecution, which means now I don't fear prosecution because dad's president. Dad once again will come to the rescue and protect me. And and I fear that he's right about that. What do you think? Yeah, you know. You're right, Greg. And listen, the consequences of this are far more than just the Biden presidency or the moment we find ourselves in. If this sort of influence peddling scheme goes unpunished, the doors are open to becoming a banana republic. Any relative of any political person uh, can do the same sort of scams. Hunter Biden didn't say, hey, listen, you can't prosecute me. You didn't let Hunter Biden get prosecuted. This is a double system. This opens up a ethos of extraordinary bad ethics in Washington. If this doesn't get punished, it has to be spoken against. And it doesn't matter if the name is Biden, Trump, whoever it is, you can't allow this behavior to go on. It, it, it erodes the very core of our democracy, the very core of the trust that the American people give our political leaders. Something big has to be done to say that. We also said that, though, about Russia collusion, right? And here we are three years later, and there's not right. been much accountability there. The dangers of these these two things not being punished in the near future means that we could have a free-for-all in Washington for a very long time to come when it comes to ethics. John Solomon, Chief Executive Officer, Editor-in-Chief of Just the News, a terrific website that everybody should take a look at. You've broken a lot of stories about Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and a great many other things, including the Russia hoax. And I I thank you for taking (laughs) the time to speak with us today. Uh, it's an honor, Greg. I am such a huge fan of your work, your books, your show. Everything you do makes America better. So thank you for what you do. Thanks so much, John. And we'll be covering more of Hunter Biden's escapades, his corruption in future episodes of The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.